Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. Morena. Morena Adelaide Curry. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, it's Monday. And normally on a Monday, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to talk about some sports, talk to a club. You know, not much happening on a Monday. Especially people putting out records. Yeah, yeah. Uh... So, hey, why not be a little bit kooky, a little bit different, and do it your way? Absolutely. That's but, right. Yeah. Congratulations. How does this sound is out now? Is that a real question? Are you actually asking the people, how does it sound? Yeah. How does this sound? How does but, this sound? Would you like feedback from every single person that buys a copy of the cassette? I mean, that's always nice. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love that. That's great. And uh, and also, I guess, um, it's uh, to the critics out there, how does this sound, critics? How does this sound? How do you feel about being um, critiqued? Critiqued? Me? Mm. Oh, I, I love it. Um, I think as a musician, you got to like accept the fact that while this music is yours, it's now everyone else's. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it, it's been mine for a long time. Um, three years I've spent making this album, basically. Yes. Um, writing about it. <laughs> so to finally be at a point where it's now released, I'm ready to relinquish... I mean, it's always going to be mine, but I'm now relinquishing it oh. to everyone else. Here you are. Now it's everyone else's, so I'm totally open to critiques because it's not just mine now. Well, essentially, this album was made to be critiqued in a way because it was made as part of your education. It was indeed. Please explain. Yeah. <laughs> so I did my honours in music production and composition, um, and as part of that, I got to make a record, basically. Mm-hmm. Um I, yeah, it was awesome. I had to write 12 songs um, and, you know, I had to write them on this program called Sibelius, which is like this sheet music writing program. So I had to write everything out by hand, the drum part, bass part, my vocal part. Everything was like intricately written note by note. Every single song on this album has been written down and then it was placed on this program and then put in like a form called MIDI. And then I had these weird, like, MIDI tracks, which are like beep, beep, burp, burp, beep, beep, burp, burp, versions of my actual mm-hmm. music. I sent all of those away to my friends to practice, and then they came into the studio and played. And played. And played, and played. what I had, IRL, what I had written. Played the little hearts out. Yeah. Um, that's interesting, because, I mean, the album, so it was for that, but it was completed f- fully after the fact, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Did you go back and change anything that's not on those things? Definitely. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I'm pretty happy. I got a really good mark that I'm really proud of yeah, from what, that. What was um, the mark? A, a plus. Yeah, good. A, A plus. Two a, A's. No, <laughs> A plus. <laughs> so I'm very happy. Um, so it was really good. Um, very, very stoked. But yeah, um, so basically... Um, it was. A, I had to write 12 songs for this. I was under the tutelage of Graham Downs, who was mm-hmm. incredible, amazing. Um, and he did such a great job, and we talked everything through, and it was really, really good. And basically, I just had to record it roughly and have faders up. So I just, it was, it was real nice. nice. And then after Fade, that... Faders up. We call it faders up. So basically, you don't, don't do any proper editing on it. It's just like the rough, all of the rough recordings all together. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then at the end of that... Um, it's now 10 songs, which is like, yeah, so we cut two off. You cut two off? I cut two two off the album and I've reduced it to 10 songs and I'm pretty happy with that. Okay, well the album is autobiographical. It is. So is that a reason why two 
to someone's got cut you didn't want to share that part of yourself to a wider audience um one of them just didn't fit thematically in the end it was yeah. just like a little bit too um like i don't know it just didn't quite work we noticed that like the album with 11 songs at that point was just there was just something kind of not right with that song so i think i'll release it later yeah and the other in the end it just we didn't record it in a way that i liked okay. um, so i'm probably gonna go back and re-record it Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. But yeah, it is an autobiographical record, one um, that takes in a period of your life, uh, in everybody's life, that is really transformational. And there's a lot of those periods, you know, um, when you're younger. Not yeah. so many when you're older, I guess, because you just, you know, that's just life. <laughs> but there are some. Yeah. Uh, between the ages of 17 and 22, you're going from being uh, a, a teenager into a young adult, there's a lot of decisions to be made. If you so choose to make those decisions, there's a lot of like, am I going to do this? Do I want to do that? Is this really what I want to do when you're in things? Um, you know, it's a, it, can, it can be a confusing and challenging time. Um, you know, so you, why did you decide to make a document of that? Um, I think because this is my debut album, so I felt like I had a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. I basically had, at the time... 22 years of my life to cover um, and I didn't at the time know what else I really wanted to talk about I just wanted to you know you know the best from your own experience right yeah 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 for um, sure. so I also felt like a lot of stuff in the media is very coming of age which is like high school age and I feel like that time just after high school so in my case 17 to 22 years it was like that's when I did most of my changing. I think yeah, that's yeah, when I grew the most as a person. Um, and so I really wanted to focus on that. And I really wanted people of that age group to relate to it. But also people of all age groups, of course. But because I just of, felt yeah. like, you know, that's just such a relatable period of, of your life when, yeah. But we can all relate yeah, to that. Yeah, we, can, we all, can look back. Yeah, you know. totally. I think it's a weird time because you're deemed an adult, but you're still at times a child. So you have to basically play this balancing act of when to be responsible yeah. and when to still have fun. And, yeah, I think that's really hard to navigate. Oh, totally. And, you, yeah, yeah, you've got all these new responsibilities on your life. You can vote for the first time. Yeah. You know, you, you, um, you get social responsibilities. There's a whole bunch of different things going on. And you're out, well, not necessarily, but you're out from under the wing of your parents. Absolutely. That have made decisions for you for your entire life. Absolutely. Now it's all in your hands, pretty much. Can you cook? Yeah, can you cook? <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, it's a really interesting time, and, you know, and it's a time that's full of emotion as well. Yeah. Um, and emotions that you might not have necessarily had to work through before. There's new emotions, in a way, or you're coming to learn to handle them through uh, pubescence, where uh, emotions just took full control, uh, and you had no absolutely <laughs> you know, it's, it's a really amazing time yeah. and I think that people you know there have been albums that people have talked about those times in their lives but I don't think into the entire detail that you've done um, so I think that's a, a fantastic thing to do thank you um, and, and you know and I think for it to be created to be critiqued in a way and also to be listened to some of these things must have been quite difficult to write about yeah, definitely. They were difficult to write about, but then also easy because I was writing from the heart. Yeah. I think that's the whole thing about this album is it's the most, it's very authentic. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, a, it was a period of time when I just was basically bleeding 
bleed like bleeding a wee bit in terms of like emotionally. Yeah. Um so this there was just this absolute outpouring of yeah, twenty two years of building up of what am I gonna do for my debut album? And then I was just like, Well just be yourself and so there's just this outpouring of very genuine emotion and every single song is like pretty intense emotionally. There's no it's nothing light, yeah. topic-wise, on this album. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty heavy album, how do you I'm going to be honest. How do you feel listening to it, then? Oh, I love it. I used to, you know, you go through periods as a creative person where you really love your work, and then you despise it, and mm-hmm. then you love it again. Um, and I'm finally at a point, now that it's released, that I love it again, and I'm really happy. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just really proud. Really proud of my younger self well for, for doing it. Yeah. Really, I need to be proud of self, too. Um, now, as we said uh, the last time we spoke, um, every track is different. Um, it's genre bending. Yeah. You know this record. Um, yet there's that underwritten kind of um, you know sparkly gloom. Yes. To it. Yes. In a way, you know, a gothic edge, uh, and that comes down to I guess um, the city you love. The yeah. feeling of the city. It's kind of an unspoken homage to the city, like some of the sound within the entire record, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So definitely. Um, I think also as a debut album, I was just kind of figuring myself out and figuring out what genre do I really want to embed myself in. Yeah. Um, and because you're a multi-genre lover, right? Yeah, I love I love all genres pretty much. Like I just so I wanted to explore all of them basically mm-hmm. in this record. But then I think, as you said, that sparkly gloom. When it comes to mixing the album, that's when I can really put this like sheen across the whole album. This yeah. kind of polish, yeah, yeah, the yeah. shellac, if you yeah, will, yeah. glaze, um, the glaze, the glaze. <laughs> so everything has this very subby, thick, distorted glaze over the top of it. So I think that what is what really connects it all together, and mm. hopefully thematically as well. But yeah, it does definitely go through a few different genres. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah. Um, now it's 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 a record of uh, part of your life. Um, it's your first record, and it will be the last record ever recorded at Albany Street Studios. Yeah. Now that space has seen so much greatness throughout the years, so much brilliance, um, and you, that space to you must be really important, I imagine. And the the university, the music department, is really important. I know you're really passionate about what goes on there. Yeah. Um, and you're still working with them today in your role at, here at Radio One Ninety One FM. So to have the last album recorded in that space, that's that's massive. It's huge. That's massive. It's that's huge. That place is gone now. Yeah, it's literally rubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I walked past it a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, a couple of maybe a couple of months ago, I was having the final listen through before we sent it off to mastering, and I walked. I made the mistake of walking past the rubble of Albany Street, and I was like thinking to myself, "I'm about to go to the new studio to Koro Koro at Tutui, mm-hmm. um, the voice box of the Tui is what the name of the new yes, studio is. It's beautiful. beautiful. Um, it's a beautiful space. But I was walking there, and I walked past the rubble and the ashes of where I had recorded this album, which yeah. I was now going to finally tick off to go and send off to mastering. And I cried. I I just bawled my eyes out, and I just walked along the street, and I didn't care who saw me. I just bawled my eyes out all the way <laughs> to another, you know, the other two oh, blocks sense, to the yeah. studio because it was just, yeah, it was such an important time in my life. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm very, very fortunate to have recorded there. 
do you think because it's out on uh, Trace Untrace Records, so that means cassette? Yeah. Do you think maybe you'll get some kind of keep box and then bury it? on that land <laughs> with a copy of your cassette in it maybe <laughs> I could do that something like that yeah maybe. like a, then someone will discover it in like a hundred years that would be very when cool when they bowl down the next building when they bowl down the next building yeah make a time capsule yeah 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 I'll yeah. make it out of this titanium this was the last record recorded here on the space of the former Albany Studios I never thought about doing that I'm totally going to do something like that now cool great. make a time capsule I'll take that idea I'll run with it um, now of course um, the album is you um, done by you written by you um, but there were other people involved oh there's so many and that's yeah, what I, I love and that's what made it worth it yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. there was a band there was a, um, you know a tech a producer all my mentors well, yeah all your mentors yeah. uh, and then there was um, Stephen John Mark yeah. Well. So tell us about your band. Yeah. So um, I had my friend Hamish Morgan on drums. So Hamish is in Mullins Dreaming and was in Millpool with me back in the yes. day. So he drums on um, about eight of the tracks. And then I have um, my friend Josh, who's Josh Howley on bass. And he was also in Millpool with me. So mm. having the three of us who, you know, three out of four members of Millpool work on this record because Tom went to England. Yeah, I was going to say, poor Tom. Tom, That was Tom. (laughs) That was on Tom. Tom went to England. So Millpool broke up and that's when... that's when I decided to make this record and was like, well, I know my boys, so I will have them yeah, 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 on yeah. the album. I will I, have them. <laughs> I will have them play because they're so good um, and so wonderful, and I know how to work with them. So yeah, it yeah, was yeah. really awesome to have them. And then I got my friend Connor Blackie, um, mm-hmm. who I've known forever, who's yes, in Coizilla yes, and Dale Kerrigan and heaps of other bands, and he played electric guitar. And then I got my friend Georgie Hampton to play the piano. She's amazing. Georgie's great. Love Georgie. And then I had Olive Butler play violin on the last two tracks. Don't and know I Olive, love but Olive. I'm sure. Oh, wait, Olive. Yeah, yeah. Olive. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I worked with her on Repulsive Woman. Yes. And I've worked with her in plays, and I've known her for a very long time. And she's actually opening with her band, Lainey Blue, at my album yes, release. Yes, we love Lainey Blue. So, a very, very like wonderful group of people I've known for pretty much a really long time. And then on top of that, I I was very lucky to, of course, have Graham Downs as a mentor for the composition side of it. So that was very, very special in his pretty much one of his last years at um, the music department as well. So I felt really lucky for that. And he's doing a lot better health. He's doing a lot better now and I'm super stoked. Um, Yeah, I'm going to check in with him today and see how he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Mikey I Mike. had Mikey Mike. Yeah. I was about to say, last but not least. That's right. I had Stephen Stedman as well, I yeah. have to say, oh, yes, um, who yes. helped me as well. He's a big founder knowledge, studio technician, wonderful man. Yes. But I had, yeah, I had the wonderful Mike Holland, who's been a mentor for me for about five years. Yeah. Um, I He's couldn't have done this without him. The hours and hours that he has poured into this record um, with me and the advice and everything, I like. He's just, yeah incredible like I have no words yeah I'm so lucky to have him he was amazing and he did so much he's he's great at his job and he's extremely tall ah yeah he's very tall he's very tall he's very tall I saw him fall over once and it was terrifying (laughs) he's so tall I'm like yeah it was terrifying I Um, love yeah love him love them and big ups to Trace Untrace as well oh 
Julie's been awesome. Yeah. Trace and Trace are amazing. They support so many cool bands. There's so many Trace and Trace tracks on the top 11 right now, which yeah, I know. is so cool. It uh, makes sense. Taken over. Love it. Uh, and you mentioned Laney Blue there and a show. There's a show in 12 days. There's a show in 12 days. 12 24th days. 24th of July at the South Dunedin Community Hall. Yes, that's right. Um, with Laney Blue and Keller. Keller is another old friend of mine. She is an amazing electronica artist, electronica folk artist. Oh, nice. Um, incredible music. So I'm very, very lucky to have lots of friends involved with all of that. Mm-hmm. I have also, my dad is also playing in my band. That's right. And one of my best friends, Andrew, is also playing in my band. So it's just going to be a good time. It's going to be a great time. So get so down good. there. Where do you get your tickets from? Under the radar. Under the radar. Um, $15. Cheap cheap. Uh, cheap. Cheap, on, cheap. Online, online and, only. And you will have copies of the cassette for sale at the show. The cassette is available on Bandcamp. Uh, not yet. It's going to be available at the show. Yeah. For exclusively. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then, and then, and then, and then on Bandcamp. And then on Bandcamp. Same with t-shirts. Yeah. Same. Get yourself. Um, to, I've seen the t-shirts. t-shirts. They're great. Uh, and uh, but you can listen to it digitally anytime. Uh, and, yeah. But you should buy it digitally. On Bandcamp. Absolutely. I always go to Bandcamp. It'll be available other places, but just Bandcamp. Yeah. Bandcamp. 15 bucks. Yeah, 15 Do it. bucks. Cheaper. Download it. Amazing. And hey, you have uh, the album, the files forever. You so. will, the, the, unless your hard drive dies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, look, mate, uh, I have a lot of friends come through here um, peddling their wares, uh, and I'm always really stoked and proud of them, and um, I'm certainly really proud of you putting Thank this out. You. I know it's been... Uh, a monumentous effort. Huge. Uh, you, you get an A plus from your tutors, and you get an A plus plus from me. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks for putting it out, and thanks for coming in. We're awesome. gonna play a track now yeah. that no one's ever heard before. Yeah. Well, some people have. Some people have. Yeah. It's the fifth track on the album. Track Halfway five. through, it's called Radiant. It's crazy. It's, it's cool. fun. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fun. It's amazing. So listen to this. I'm gonna hear it for the first time right now too. Uh, enjoy. Hey, thank you for coming in, Matt. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Lots of love. Uh, Adelaide Cara, How Does This Sound um, is out now. You can, as I said before, stream it live, or you can, not live, you can stream it on Bandcamp, or you can just listen to this track right now and all the other great uh, tracks that are on the um, playlist. This is Radiant from Adelaide Cara. You're on the 191 FM. FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.